0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Thursday, January 9th, 2020. I am your host. Ooh, that's a heat check. Nice, Will. (laughs) I see you. I'm getting cocky, baby. I'm all over what year it is. Nice. (laughs) Uh, I am Will Hunter. That other voice you hear is, of course, the one, the only Matt Sheehan. Matt, how you doing today? I'm great, Will.
1: Uh, Nervous, a little nervous. Uh, I got a basketball game later tonight, and Mm -hmm. I have not touched uh, that... Round orange ball in about a month here, so as if I wasn't bad (laughs) enough, as if I wasn't a big enough of a liability for my team, I'm about to crank it up a little extra today.
0: Uh, So yeah, that's how I'm feeling right now. I thought you were nervous about Michigan State versus Minnesota, but it's Wednesday evening as we record this. You have Mm -hmm. an actual men's league hoops game here on Wednesday night. Correct, and I bent over a few times to pick up
1: stuff uh, that I dropped throughout the day, and oh boy, let me tell you, that lower back... (laughs) <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's hanging on by a thread right now. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a precarious evening. Uh, now, the evening tonight, when people are listening, Thursday night, am I nervous for that? C- come on. Am I, ne- <laughs> am I nervous for a big-time basketball game when Michigan State is rolling right now? Of course I am. God, You're how could I not constantly. be? Constantly. You Jesus. are constantly nervous.
0: Of course. Speaking of precarious, you were a uh, proposition to be a porn star?
1: Yes, I was. Uh, in high school, while I was working at McDonald's, I will try to keep this story, well, I guess as PG rated as I possibly can. Sure. Um, and as short. So I'm, I'm working the front counter because that's the only place they really trusted me. They didn't want me touching any of the food for some reason. Um, man comes in. He's got four of his guys behind him. He pays for his food, and we're just supposed to stand there, and he's like, hey. You like your job? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sure. He's like, no, 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 really. Do you like your job? And, I'm, you know, this is back in high school. I'm 5'8", 115 pounds soaking wet. And uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's McDonald's, it's whatever. He leans in close to the counter. He's like, hey, listen to me right now, okay? How about you come join us, me and the boys? And let's see what we do here. We're going to get in a van, and this is what we do. We tour the country. Um, this is where it really is hard to be G-rated. Um. Having intercourse with women every night, but he uh, throw an F-word and a B-word in there. And he made like a thrusting motion, too. He's like, it's like Girls Gone Wild. I know you'd be great at it. Slaps a business card down on the counter.
0: What was slides the business
1: it card? Um, God, I, I forgot. It, it is actually back at my parents' house, in my old bedroom. I, I still have it to this day. Uh, but I forgot uh, the, the name of the company. But yeah, it's like, it's like Girls Gone Wild. I know you'll be great. Slaps a card down, slides it across. Call me later today. And I take the car. I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally, for sure. So, like, I walk back. I'm like, um, okay, a customer just asked if I wanted to do porn uh, full-time. And the manager looks at me, would you get back to the counter? Just go. Stop. I'm like, God, no one's ever going to believe me. No one's ever going to believe this story. Um well, I did not call that fine gentleman. No. I did not uh, reach out to that phone number on said business card, although I did go on the website, and uh, they were t- <laughs> offering a $500 signing bonus if I were to sign on, so uh, yeah, but no, no, instead of uh, just you know being a complete rock star in the adult film industry, I'm uh, just here recording
0: a podcast with you on this fine evening, Will, so... I'm sure you just went to the website to check out the details of the job posting. I am a businessman. I want to know the X and O's, the ins and
1: outs. So that's uh, that's all my lawyer has allowed me to say about that F- subject.
0: Fantastic.
1: So, yep. um, yeah. So that's uh, that's how we're starting off this
0: uh, podcast. A little. Yep. Uh, yeah. You made uh, you made a poor choice. Let's talk about Michigan State playing against Minnesota. They are hosting the Golden Gophers, Matt. <laughs> who wait. Well, just let, let me guess what Minnesota is. I, I haven't really watched them this year. It's
1: just let, let me let me yeah, guess. Yeah, sure. They got some talented players specifically. They got a talented big man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Their non-conference has been going pretty okay for the teams that they beat. The, every team that they should have beat, all the smaller schools, they've had no problem with. I'm assuming them am still on track here. No. Oh, really? Oh, crap. Okay, so one for two. Um, any other big name non-conference team they've played, they just have lost to. Yes. Okay, two for three. Okay. Uh, Rick Pitino, uh, still the coach.
0: Richard Pitino is the coach.
1: What did I say? Oh, I said, ah, I said Rick,
0: didn't I? Crap. Yes. Okay, Rick's two for kid. four then. Two for four. God. I'll give All you right. the patino. Any other guesses you want to throw out there? No, I'll own this one at 50%. Okay. That's, that's fine by me. Am I close? I, I got to be close, right? So, you're not super far off. Okay. Um, so, they lost to Utah. And Utah's a power five school, but Utah's not very good. By they're definition, like, they're power five. Yeah. Yeah, right. they they're like um, Northwestern is a good comp for them. Pretty similarly ranked in terms of efficiency. Ugh, yuck. They, okay. They they lost to Oklahoma. Oklahoma's like fiftieth. Um, Trey Young and the Sooners. That's not a bad loss. Trey Young and the that. Sooners. They no. lost to DePaul as well, and DePaul is okay this year. Not finally, not terrible. DePaul is finally not terrible.
1: That's insane and kind of upsetting, too. I don't know why. I just don't like DePaul. It it, it probably has to do with the recruiting battle that unfolded recently. But, yeah, not a DePaul guy. So that's very upsetting to
0: hear. A number of close non-conference losses. They hammered the bad teams. They have beat Ohio State at home. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty convincingly and that was when Ohio State was rolling not the the whimpering Ohio State that's been playing of late I see beat uh, a bad Clemson team beat uh, was crushed a uh, kind of a mediocre Oklahoma State team very similar to Oklahoma but they crushed Oklahoma State lost Oklahoma beat Northwestern lost on the road to Purdue in double overtime so it's been a bit of a mixed bag they're eight and six on the year two and two in conference play um, could you imagine having a loss in conference play oh, could you could, could you in uh, your wireless dreams imagine oh uh, the the big Ten's uh Twitter account tweeted out a graphic of the standings and something like can't get enough of this unpredictable season or who's loving this unpredictable season oh and up. I was like, well, <laughs> looks pretty predictable at the top uh, yeah and, uh. not uh not shocked at what's happening up top there um. And it, it's kind of feeling like, yeah, the Big Ten's kind of a chaos mess like we thought. Um, here's something that I'm going to say. We're going to say uh, uh, just a ton. Like, mm-hmm. Get used to it. Okay. Minnesota is a really good basketball team. They can we- creep up and scare you, it looks like. Yes. yes. We're going to they- say that for
1: every team except for
0: Northwestern. Even in Nebraska Nebra- can do it. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Nebraska can beat you at their place. Um, yeah. Every team in the Big Ten, save Northwestern, Nebraska is really good like indiana is the mm-hmm. worst of the next group and they're 42nd in, in adjusted efficiency like 12 oh, teams yeah. in the top 42 it's just there's there's a couple really excellent teams there's a ton of really just solid college basketball teams that are all tournament threats like big 10 could be a 9 10 team league this year in the ncaa tournament like rutgers is is going to make the tournament. Probably, oh yeah, maybe. Rutgers like, is
1: now MSU's best win.
0: Yes, and that's Rutgers not is now a good a win, and it's <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah, Rutgers beat ranked Penn State. Like there, there's a lot oh, yeah. of good quality teams. Minnesota falls right in line with them. Um, they are right now because of what happened in their non-conference. They need a strong Big Ten season. They have the capability to beat honestly anyone in the conference. They're they're they are good enough. They do enough things well. And have enough to beat pretty much anyone they go up against, and they're gonna have to get wins. Like maybe not this one. Um, they got Ohio State at home, like Michigan State at home uh, later in the month, stuff like that. Like on the Yo, road at Michigan, they're,
1: they're like next few weeks are insane. It's at MSU, yeah. Michigan at home, Penn State at home, at Rutgers, at Ohio State, back to Michigan State. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious, yeah. there are if, no easy outs in this Big Ten. <laughs> no.
0: And if they can roll like four and two through that. Oh, that's incredible. That's going to be really big for them. And, like, they need it. This is, this might be their biggest stretch. Just like you said, it's crazy loaded. Mm -hmm. And they need to pull off some big wins. And it starts with, like, this is a huge chance for them. This would be a massive win for Minnesota. So I think not that you're not expecting a a best shot from a team, but uh, I think they kind of know, like, hey, if we can go get this one. This thing's gonna be freaking huge for us down the road. So
1: yeah, are, are you getting trap game vibes from this too, like like I am, or or no? I, like I don't know? There's some coming off like back to back blowout wins at home. You got your what is it? I'm doing the counting here. 18th straight home game uh, seemingly, and you got to go to Mackey on Sunday. Like, is this a letdown spot for State, or am I just too in my own head right now? I, I'm more worried about Sunday, to be honest. Oh well, certainly Going, same yeah. here. But yeah, but is
0: is that worry? Now taken away from this game, I don't I, I don't know. know. I, I, I think if I think they're gonna flip on some tape of Minnesota and just be like, um, if we don't try hard, there's a lot of things like trying hard is gonna really matter okay. in this game. Yeah, um, as silly as that sounds, and we'll talk about specifically why. Uh, if only we had a
1: coach that just beats effort into the ground, though. You know, <laughs> yes. if only. So yeah. okay.
0: If it was a different, like, honestly, not to take anything away from, like, what Michigan signed with Juwan Howard, but he's still a rookie kind of coach. If in that situation, I've got the more talented team, but I'm not experienced in all the, the right spots, maybe this is, like, a trap game type, but you would expect with upperclassmen, with a coach who's been there, done that a billion times, hopefully it's not one of those games and, you know, it happens happened against Indiana last year, right? Yep. Like, it just sort Twice. of happens. Twice. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> hopefully hopefully this isn't that. Um, but there are certainly some things that Minnesota can do to really threaten Michigan State. We'll start to talk about those here in just a second. Okay, Matt. So, the Golden Gophers. Yeah, so is there
1: anything they do, like, exceptionally good or, or just even above average? Because I was looking at their stats uh, at work for a little bit during lunch and every time I look something, it's like, oh, they're ranked 120th. Oh, 130th. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, right here they're 127th. Is there
0: anything we do really bad or really good? Um, couple or are things. they just like the epitome of average? <laughs> a couple things. Um, so they do have – you're right. And even with advanced numbers, they have a lot of sort of average things. Um, but they have a couple of pretty darn good things, one real good thing, and a couple below average things. And it all sort of balances out to where – They've got a a good offense and a, a an alright defense. It's not a great power five big defense, but it's just like kinda alright. They're 68th in the country in defense, 25th in offense in adjusted efficiency, and their adjusted efficiency numbers, uh they're 39th overall in the country. So they're a, a solid, solid team. Yeah. The one thing that and, and we can just jump right into this that I think is like the most antenna raising concerning whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um and they're a really weird team uh, they have a bunch of people you're not gonna know because uh amir coffee's gone right we know that that's uh, crazy man he, I he know. gave his,
1: his best eight years possible there at uh, minnesota
0: <laughs> he man. left early he was a junior
1: uh, and I, I, re- I i've heard that
0: <laughs> i refuse to believe it though <laughs> that's just <is> patently false <laughs> Uh, Jordan Murphy's gone, Dupree McBrayer's gone. They uh, are Daniel Oturu, Gabe Kalisher are back from last year. Other than that, they play a freshman and three transfers. Like it's kind of a new team, and we're gonna be getting to know a lot of new players. But mm-hmm. the one thing that I'm really like, uh oh, is Daniel Oturu. Yes. So, um, you probably remember him from last year. He was—I don't know—he may have started. I—I I don't think he did because Jordan Murphy was starting uh, there as well. He played a good amount. Mm-hmm. Um, he is one of the best offensive rebounders in the conference, and I honestly could probably end up as one of the best offensive rebounders in the country. Let me just yeah. go over some numbers here. <laughs> Scare me, will? <laughs> Put the fear of God into me right now please. So, I'm going to I'm going to start November 5th against Cleveland State and I'm going to just tell you how many offensive rebounds Daniel Oturu had, okay? You ready? All right. No, but go ahead. All right. Cleveland State 2, Oklahoma 2, Butler 4, Utah 8. Oh my. Oh, <laughs> Central, No. <laughs> Central Michigan 1, North Dakota 3, DePaul 6, Clemson 1, Iowa 1, Ohio State 7. Oklahoma State three, FIU six, Purdue seven, Northwestern six.
1: Okay, so he struggles against schools from Michigan. Okay, that's good. Uh, okay, I, I I see what trend you were trying to state there. It's that he sucks
0: when he faces a team from the Mitten. Okay, good. Let's call up the chips. How did you keep mm-hmm. this behemoth off the glass? Yep, yep. He is a rebounding machine. Um, he had nineteen and sixteen. Uh, 19 points, 16 rebounds against Northwestern, 29 points, 18 rebounds against Purdue, against FIU, had 21 points and 20 rebounds. Uh, that's his last three games. He is, not shockingly, into double digits and well into double digit rebounds every single game, and he has a legitimate chance to grab five to seven offensive rebounds. Uh, and not surprisingly, he's. Shooting 68% from two, that's 35th best in the country. Uh, In the conference numbers, he's 9th best in the Big Ten. Like, He's a big dude. He crushes the glass. He grabs rebounds. He gets putbacks. He gets dunks. He gets fouled. His free throw rate's high. Um, And he shoots it at a pretty decent clip for a big. Uh, He's shooting 76.5% in conference play, 73 for the season. Um, So it's not at all, like, oh, just put him to the line. Like, he can do some damage there. He is the number one concern, I think, when you're looking at this Minnesota team. Do you think MSU will ever, again, in conference play, face a team that doesn't
1: have uh, just a behemoth that's <laughs> at least six foot ten and just is really efficient on the offensive end, or are those days just long gone? It seems like every team, except for Northwestern. <laughs> okay, good. Um, there is one stat uh, that I'm cherry-picking here. This probably... This probably means nothing, let's be honest. Um, Since December, they've played in, let's do the numbers here, seven games. Okay. He's Mm -hmm. gotten up to four fouls in four of those seven games. So my man likes to hack a little bit. And he, this guy's kind of turnover prone too. Like just for the last seven games, four turnovers, three turnovers, three turnovers, three turnovers, three turnovers. And then against Iowa, We've got ourselves a snowman. We've got an eight spot for the turnovers.
0: So <laughs> yep. yeah, I like that. So for all like the really good numbers I just gave you and like his shooting numbers, as you would expect, like he's shooting Solid. super efficient from two, doing okay from the line in, can actually hit a three, shooting 32% yeah. from three, not terrible. His shooting numbers are great. And then you look at his offensive rating and you're like, why is it not higher? It should be much higher. It's decent. Mm-hmm. But you're like, what's going on? He's high volume and he's really efficient. They're like, oh, his turnover rate. <laughs> yeah. His turnover rate is 23.4%.
1: Oh, my God. That's a, high number.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh. A quarter of the time he gets the ball. Gonna turn it over. <laughs> um, I would
1: imagine, like, state employ something where they do collapse on him, try to double team him, kind of like what teams did with Ward early in his career and mm-hmm. Tillman even last year, and just try to like smoke him a little bit, be like, "Oh God, I need this ball out of my hands." Absolutely, and then they just cough it out. So yeah,
0: so like he's a big, and bigs generally, unless they're someone who has a special skill set, mm-hmm. are gonna have lower assist rates. Um, his assist rate is nine percent, and his turnover rate is twenty three point four. That's negative 14. Um, Marcus Bingham, for example, is just like minus five. So Marcus yeah. Bingham is kind of a good example of, well, he's a big that doesn't really generate playmaking. He's not an assist type guy. Mm-hmm. And he turns it over a little bit. Yeah. Like Oturu is significantly worse than Marcus Bingham at taking care of the ball. He's just, that's that's kind of, you You mentioned it, and Achilles heel, his fouls uh, that he gets called for, he is per 40 minutes three and a half fouls and he plays a lot so there's a chance like you said you can get him into some foul trouble I imagine Michigan State's gonna get his butt moving a ton try to get him in uncomfortable spots Um, he's a vacuum on the defensive glass 25th best defensive rebounder in the country so it's not just the offensive end um and he's the has a nine point four percent block percentage, which is the thirty seventh highest in yep. the country, so that's yeah, like, gonna work yep. those are all really fantastic numbers, so he's a killer on the glass and he blocks a ton of shots drag him out, get him on the perimeter, get him moving, get him in uncomfortable spots like they've done um i I don't think And you can, I don't know. Tell me if this is a hot take. I I don't watch all of college basketball, Mm -hmm. but you're going to be hard pressed to find a better pick and roll combo than Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman. Just from a, you know, like a a point guard center. Scorching hot take. Scorching hot take. Like they're really good. Cassius is. I'll I'll say it. Cassius is the best pick and roll guard in the country. And enough, enough people that I. No, no more than me have said that where I feel comfortable saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tillman is a really good big in the pick and roll. Um And is getting better like every single game. So that is certainly something to watch. Can they get that big dude away from the rim and get him out of his comfort zone? Because if you don't, he can put a hurting on you. Yeah. Dynamite contribution there. <laughs>
1: Sorry, one of the ESPN videos, okay, because I'm clicking on our websites here, and I'm an ESPN, and thank God, thank God ESPN has autoplay videos. So I just got this Home Depot ad just screaming at me as you are trying to talk to me, and I'm like trying to figure out where the sound's coming from, because I got 20 tabs open. No, it's not this one. It's not this one. Oh, it's this one. Oh, wait. Oh, there's actually two of them screaming at me, so sorry. I missed the the last thing that you said there, because I'm trying to just mute. A thousand things on ESPN.com!
0: That's going to be the I'm teaser I'm sure whatever you video. said was great, though. So, it's going to yeah. be the teaser video. Excellent.
1: <laughs> Fantastic.
0: A um, couple other interesting things. So we, we talked a little bit about Minnesota's numbers. They're 111th in effective field goal percentage as a team, 189th in turnover percentage on offense. They're 38th in offensive rebounding percentage. So it's basically O'Turu gets after it. Nobody else really crushes the offensive glass uh, a ton. Okay, I'm fine with uh, that. Their right. free throw rate's really low. They don't get to the line much. Um, defensively, their effective field goal percentage against numbers are pretty good. 62nd, they don't turn teams over at all. We always like to see that. They're mm-hmm. decent on the glass. Again, it's kind of Oturu, and that's it. It's really yeah. It it's thins out very quickly after him. Uh, and their free throw rate is okay. They, they don't send a team to the line a ton. Um, so, yeah, I think... A lot of this game is going to revolve around what Michigan State does with Oturu. Um, and I think you see something similar to what they did with Kofi Coburn. Able to get him moving, get him in foul trouble, get hit, make life tough for him in the post, dig down, you know, like quick doubles and then back out. Um, and just sort of take advantage of a brooding beast, athletic monster who can absolutely destroy you, but maybe. Is still a little bit raw, and needs to refine some of his game, and isn't someone who can dominate a game inside and out. Catch him at the right time. Yep. <laughs> the other thing, um, you remember Gabe Kelscher? V- vaguely, yes. Vaguely, yeah. Minnesota yeah. did too. He's a sophomore this year. Um, let me just let me just throw this at you. Okay. I'll what do you so so Minnesota's played fourteen games this year. Mm-hmm. What would you classify as like that person takes a lot of threes? How many threes do you think they've taken on the season?
1: If they jack a lot of threes, yeah, uh, in 14 I would, games. Uh, see, I'm not an expert with these numbers, but I, w- I would say five is a healthy number per game.
0: Like perhaps, five a game, is, so that's yeah, 50, f- five that's, a game. So that's 70. 14 times five, that's 70. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gabe Kelsher has taken 109 threes this oh, year. Oh, hell yeah, man. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Greenlight City, I love it. <laughs> He's like, he is he puts the gun in Gunner, and we're actually um, up against it, uh, so we're going to pause real quick and come back and talk about Minnesota's really weird three-point shooting. Okay, so we'll just jump right back in with Kelscher. Um 109 takes on the year, which is 7.78 per game, which is absolutely I insane. Love this um, guy, here. Yeah. <laughs> shooting him at a decent clip, 36.7%. Um, we'll see if he kind of hangs. That's all he does. He's taking 109 threes, 53 two-point attempts, um, and uh, just a handful of free throws. So it's kind of wild. Um, Minnesota is shooting the three at 34.5% this year, 112th in the country, mm-hmm. and they take a ton of threes. <laughs> like unsurprising when you have a guy who take who's taken 109 they also have Marcus Carr who's taken 68 which is a healthy okay. number yep and they have Peyton Willis who's taken 78 um and then they've got Trey Williams who's played about half the minutes this year but has still found time to hoist 38 threes inspirational um, yeah just it's, inspirational, it's inspirational. <sighs> they shoot a lot but they're not really great at it um they got a guy, Alihan Demir, um, who is a transfer from, I believe, Drexel. He's, he's Turkish, uh, interestingly enough. six nine two thirty five 235, plays a stretch four. This is the most—I I don't think I've ever seen this, ever. And it's not totally there, but you'll see what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Travis Trice? The, I ever forget the, him? Yeah. The, I, I, I didn't mean it like that. I should have said, do you remember the statistical anomaly that was Travis Trice? no no
1: because he was legitimately good at basketball i i am a travis trice homer big time
0: so sure but do you remember the specific stat you're like really that doesn't seem possible Uh, no i guess not his three-point percentage was a good chunk higher than his two-point percentage right yeah right right and that's sort of like unexpected that's a weird thing but travis trice was a guard Mm -hmm. that makes sense Checks out. Alihan Demir is six foot nine, shooting mm. 40% from 3 and shooting 40.8% from 2.
1: He is every <laughs> tall guy that you've ever played pickup basketball yes, with. He just is. thinking that he's a rainmaker and
0: never yeah. steps foot inside the arc. Yep. My man. And he takes – it's not like he's only taken a handful of, of twos. He's taken 71 twos and 25 threes. Like okay. He, he, right. He's shooting a lot inside the perimeter. He's just not good at it <laughs> at all terrible. We can't, we can't be good at everything we do. I mean, he, that's okay. It is impossible. He's an 80% free throw shooter, a 40% three-point shooter, and his shooting numbers are terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to like this guy tomorrow, aren't I? Or t- t- tonight, rather, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, his effective field goal percentage is 45.8. His true shooting is 50. Like, here, I'll just... Cassius' true shooting is 56.7, Tillman's 61. Uh, he's got, like, Marcus Bingham-ish shooting numbers. Oh, this guy's the man then. Yeah. Um, a little bit worse than Marcus Bingham. And yet he's got these inc- incredibly good percentages. So, yeah, like keeping him uh, off the three-point line, that's that's the thing. I think Minnesota, it's going to come down to how does Michigan State do against Oturu on the offensive mm-hmm. glass? And can they get him into foul trouble, drag him out of the post? Can they make sure it's hard on Gabe Kelsher, it's hard on Peyton Willis, it's hard on Marcus Carr shooting threes? because Yeah. Minnesota takes a ton of threes, and the cliche, we know it, live by the three, die by the three. They've kind well, of been We've doing seen some that. teams die by the three in Breslin yeah. Center uh, as of late, yeah. So mm-hmm. They've kind of been doing that, and when you're, I don't know, relying on that, you have Michigan State as the number six defense in terms of effective field goal percentage against. Kind of like that matchup, you know? yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. So what is it? I, I think it's a twelve-point spread. Um, is that what tonight? Is that what Vegas has?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Last Less I checked.
0: Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Looks yeah. like it's
1: still at twelve. Yep.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Ken Palm has it at eleven. Eighty-four percent chance of victory for Michigan State, and I think they did this against Michigan too. Um, they went a couple points over Vegas did to the Ken Palm projections because Isaiah Livers is one, and then recent form. I think Michigan State is a little bit, even even though they're number three in adjusted efficiency, I think they're still a teeny bit undervalued right now in Ken Pom because they had some rough goes mm-hmm. in the early season. So, yeah, 12 points makes sense. And if it ends up at 20, I wouldn't be shocked.
1: No, no. I, I don't even know if I'd play this line either. On one hand, MSU looks like an absolute buzzsaw. Like, they are thrashing everyone in their path. And on the other hand, like, man, can you really do this in conference play like three times in a row? Man. I mean, so I'm just going to go ahead and not uh, pick a side here.
0: <laughs> they've they've done it before, though. I mean, last year they were handling teams. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, destroyed Minnesota, beat Wisconsin by eight on the road, clubbed Ohio State. These are all down the stretch. Club mm-hmm. Rutgers, you know, beat Michigan pretty solidly, Club Nebraska, clubbed Michigan again. Like...
1: It's just tough looking at like the Big Ten scores every single night and thinking that anything is a sure thing, though. You know, yeah, like that is just really tough to do.
0: There's, it, it's, there's gonna be nights they're gonna play a C game and they're gonna catch someone. Minnesota, Penn State, mm. Illinois is gonna be playing well. Wisconsin, someone like that's gonna beat them. It's just gonna, it's gonna happen. You hope it's not this because they're on a little bit of a roll right now. And yeah, this kind is of fun. Why would we good? want to stop this? This is yeah, great. <laughs> like you know, let it, let's it. let go a few more and then they can lose. You're like, okay, it was time to lose. You know, like, let's get a 10-game win streak. They're at seven now. Get Not to 10. A lot. Yeah. Lose to Indiana on the road.
1: Sure, for old times' sake. It for worked last year. Sake. I mean, last year yeah. last year was fine. It all worked out in the end. Yeah, yeah. here's what
0: you do. You club Minnesota. You beat Purdue mm-hmm. on the road in a squeaker. Yep. Come home, handle Wisconsin. You go on the road and lose to Indiana. Then you follow mm-hmm. it up with a road loss to Minnesota. And then yep. then you go on a run. You kill Northwestern. You kill Wisconsin on the road. Yep. You go to or you beat Penn State at home. You you mm-hmm. squeak by Michigan and like, absolutely. Then you then your conference championship rolling. Someone has like a
1: mysterious injury for about a month stretch. It's iffy if they're going to come back for March. Yeah, this is this is the dream. You know, yeah. this is this is what we have. We are planned out for the blueprint
0: after a shaky month. Mm -hmm. (laughs) we are right in line with Uh, everything we wanted from this team. (laughs) Oh, This this was
1: all according to plan. There was never a doubt.
0: We could just project it moving forward. Um, Mm -hmm. Who has the big game in this one?
1: Give me Aaron Henry. He's been improving ever since he had that dud uh, against Northwestern. Um, I mean, obviously it's not been points is the way he's been improving as he only had, I think, what, six against Michigan, I want to say. But just his level of play. Across the board, uh, yeah, he's he's been great ever since 2020 started. So, um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he's kind of settling in here. i hope I'm knocking on wood. Hopefully, I don't jinx this. But yeah, give me Aaron Henry um, one here's, time.
0: Yeah, here's Henry's last four games defensive rebounds: mm-hmm. eight, seven, three, eight.
1: I like how that sounds. And yep.
0: the, the three is Western Michigan, where he, yep. he played less minutes. And who cares? Um, okay. Yeah, like and then the the points haven't quite come there, but yeah, he's been making. More effort plays getting after it, and you could sort of see it. I could, you know, we know we see it in flashes, we know what's there. Um, you know, something like the what he did to LSU in the tournament, something like that, you know, a 16 point game, an 18 point game. We we know he has that in the bag, he's done it a few times yep. already this year. Wouldn't surprise me at all given his recent form. I mean, he had 15 points against Western, had 10 points, nine rebounds against Illinois to go with. Uh, a couple assists as well, yeah. He's sort of right there. I like that as a pick. Just him to to put together one of these games after having like, oh, you did this well, you did this well, then you did this well. now now you do it all well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That would be that would be nice. I I have Bubba putting someone in the hospital. Finally, finally. <laughs> finally oh, that's exciting. All right, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's gonna well, be God Ali bless Han- whoever it is. So. It's, it's gonna be Ali Demir. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, well, six one foot, the six foot nine stretch four perimeter player is going to get caught in the post at the wrong time. Oh, no. Uh, and it's going to be a baptizing. All right. That's going to do it for us. Matt, thanks so much for squeezing us in here. Oh, for we sure. ran yeah. up against your deadline, but we're getting you out just in time. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow with a quick recap. Of the Minnesota game, and then we'll jump into a preview because it's another Thursday, Sunday swing of Michigan State traveling to Mackey Arena. Matt, it's gonna be fun. We'll talk about it then. We'll talk about (laughs) it. Um, But we'll be
1: back tomorrow. Matt, take us on home. Tickets for this game, you can find them online for five bucks. Yeah, sure, whatever. 9 p.m. start. You can sleep all you want when you're dead. Get to Breslin, baby. (laughs) Woo! Let's do it. Fill up Breslin. Go green.